If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Now, today's guest is Catherine Shriver, who's been here a few times before from Dharma Horse. And, you know, I'd say go back and listen to some previous episodes, but if that's not possible, what I'd like to do, how are you today, Catherine? I'm doing well, Glynis. Wonderful. Now, Catherine, what I'd like to do to explain Dharma Horse is probably to just talk about what the word Dharma means. Do you think that explains it? <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, the word dharma comes from um, the Sanskrit word dri, mm -hmm. which means to support. And dharma horse is a sanctuary where we support horses, lots of them and lots of them with special needs. Okay, yes, yes, because not only do the horses help people with special needs, and we sort of forget about those horses sometimes, you know, that um, yeah. that those horses with special needs, and I think we've got 10 tips now on special systems for special needs equine, and this is, you know, often horses with lifelong issues. Mm -hmm. mm, mm. Why this one? Is it because of Dharma horse and because other people, I suppose, could be in the situation where they need to care for a horse with special needs? Exactly. Yeah. We get so many of them, and we have a lot of experience with all these sort of different disorders or, you know, things that they they need addressed. Now, I think that People now think of a horse as a partner and part of their family. Yep. So a lot of times people are keeping horses into old age and keeping horses after they are not, you know, supposedly useful yep. to them. So finding ways to support that horse and to help them are important. Of mm -hmm. course, you have to bring in the professionals for the veterinary chiropractic and massage consultation. So you've got a, a diagnosis. You've got you know, a, kind of a map laid out of what is happening with this horse, then you can address each thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Now, we're going to start off with compromised eyesight and blindness. What can we do mm -hmm. for those horses? It's interesting. I've had a lot of experience with different horses, varying degrees of, mm -hmm. of eyesight problems, um, horses that have actually recovered some sight and some that went completely blind. The thing is that you've got to think of the horse and, and what his uh, environment is like. You want to hold the halter of this horse with your right hand, touching the horse's face at the cheek, and be sure you can let go quickly and not get stuck in the halter. But mm -hmm. when you're leading the horse, you, you pull a little bit to go forward, lift your hand a bit to warn the horse if the ground is rising. Okay. And you lower, yeah, you lower your hand on the halter if the ground is dropping and you pull back on the halter to slow or stop him. It just gives him 
the signals he needs to understand, and they pick that up very quickly. It's almost like, you know, you think of a seeing eye dog, it's almost like um, Mm -hmm. them having a seeing eye dog or a support animal (laughs) for them to... um, Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We become that for them, and... You want to cover pipe fences with that uh, insulation sleeves that are cushioned so that Mm -hmm. if the horse bumps into something, it doesn't hit him hard. They learn their environment pretty quickly. And if this horse has another animal as a bonded companion, hang a bell safely on that animal. So they know where it is. Yes, yes. They'll know where he is. Yeah. Yeah. Don't change his surroundings. You want to talk a lot and, Mm -hmm. and not change things a lot on him. Keep things familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's um, amazing how animals that bond in that situation, mm. isn't it? You know, the, mm-hmm. the one with the bell is becomes the leader, and um, yeah. to show them, to show them what what they can do to support them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. What about um, a horse that's prone to laminitis or founder? Mm. And we've seen we see once again we've seen yeah. a lot of those. Because, you know, we rescue and horses come here in sanctuary, a lot of times their hooves have been compromised. If you have a horse with this, you want the footing to be appropriate for him with the hoof issues. You want cushioning with support for the coffin bones within that hoof capsule. It's got to be a priority. Allow this horse to walk slowly on hard, rocky, or bumpy ground and avoid it when possible because that just stresses that hoof capsule. Like when you're going uphill, it's easier for this horse than going downhill. Mm-hmm. And that signals us, too, to stand him on level ground or, or aiming slightly uphill instead of downhill when you're doing things like grooming or working on his hooves or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes, you, yes, yeah. to consider that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm a bit interested, um, the word founder. Where, you mm-hmm. know, where have you, you tell me about the mm. origin, because I thought it was more an Australian bushy type name rather than, um, you know, than, mm-hmm. than one that you would come up with. Ah, well, the, the laminitis just means like inflammation sure. of the lamina. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, I understand actually, that. And I think the mm-hmm. word laminitis yeah. is sort of recognized throughout. Everything. I'll tell you why, mm-hmm. when I was in Pony Club, and this is sort of going back quite a few years, and long time mm-hmm. before Google or internet or anything else, um, yeah. I think I was doing my B certificate for Pony Club and uh, one yeah. of the things we had to find out about was founder. Ah. And I searched, I went to about three different libraries, searched all of their books, couldn't find founder anywhere and, um, you know, had a, a bushy friend of ours and I mm-hmm. had to ask him what founder was and he said, oh, that's like laminitis. And I went, oh, I know what laminitis is. I've done lots of research on laminitis. Ah but not mm-hmm. founder. So, yeah. um, you know, I thought it was more an Australian name, but but obviously mm. not. It's it's the extreme. It's mm. when you start having changes in that coffin bone. Okay. Founder is like the, the extreme form of it. It becomes uh, often crippling, and what you're needing to do is is a lot of work to get the, the hoof to grow back with all the lamina closing and connecting again so that it brings that coffin bone back up where it belongs. But you know what, Glenis? I think that in the old days, because I remember back, horses didn't founder. Mm. Um, we we knew what it was, and we knew not to let them get loose and eat all, all of the grain yes. in a yes. feed room, things like yep. that. But we are seeing these days horses with uh, no 
originating problem like that, some accident that creates it, we're seeing horses that founder a lot. And I think, uh, to be honest, that it's with all of the chemicals, meaning all the pharmaceuticals and the massive amount of vaccinations and things that are happening to Mm -hmm. them. I think that Oftentimes, because we've seen some horses, I won't say what vaccines, but we've seen certain vaccines that have actually precipitated a laminitic condition in horses here. And, you know, moderation, thinking Mm. in moderation with anything like that. Um, With the pharmaceuticals and the vaccines, you're going to have your horse able to maybe, you know, keep his hooves healthier. Hooves are a place where a lot shows up what's going on in the entire body because... I, my goodness, they're standing on four little ones, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, and and you can see the history as well. You know, as they mm-hmm. as the rings mm-hmm. grow out. Yeah, yeah. And just thinking about that, we have so many processed foods, and mm. people feed a lot more sugars, and they'll feed like animal fats and different things in the the feeds. Lots of treats, lots of sugars, lots of things that yeah. maybe maybe are also a part of creating this kind of storm in the horse's hoof. So you just we're just really careful. You got to be really careful with mm. all of that and feed as basic, simple a diet as possible. And like we give lettuce and celery to the horses as treats that have had any kind of lam- laminitis or founder Okay, and, and find a really good barrier, you know? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> what about people that might have a horse that's, you know, been a family pony forever and they've kept it Mm -hmm. into their old age, but old age itself, you know, how do we care for those horses? Mm -hmm. Because old age has got their own problems. How do we care for the horse who's getting older? Uh, Horses are living longer lives in certain ways because we hang on to them. We don't just dispose of them and get something else. Mm. We have a horse that's going to turn 41 here in Sanctuary. Wow. We we got him when he was 35. We saved him. He was, uh, he was going to be it down, but he was perfectly healthy. And um, so we have a lot of experience with that. Most of our horses are in their 20s or 30s. But um, you want to think of things, think of this this elderly body and, you know, groom him with soft rubbery tools, stand him on level spongy ground when you're lifting his hooves, um, pick his hooves up gently and, you know, remember that his joints may not have the flexibility. So you kind of let him determine. And even if he needs to lean against a wall, you can let him when you're doing things like that. Um, We've had horses that they can't lift their hooves and hold them up for long. Uh, We'll uh, trim their hooves with a chisel, a chisel and a hammer. We've had to do that uh, a lot. And, you know, if they get to a point where they're suffering, you have Mm. to let them pass peacefully. Yes. hopefully in their own stable yard with those who love him surrounding him. Um, you got to keep keep track of the condition of his teeth. Our elderly horse, Vega is his name. He's going to be 41. He only has eight teeth, so um, we have to chop and grind all of the hay for him and soak it in water because uh, he can't masticate. He can't chew it. So mm-hmm. we sort of do that for him. Um, we're going to get cold on Friday night, so uh, we're going to blanket him. Mm-hmm. We won't blanket the other horses, but you know we can't have him use what food he eats to keep himself warm. So we yep. blanket in the cold weather, provide a fan in the heat. You just think of um, what you would want. Just yes, for to your, make him for comfortable. Yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. What about um, horses? And I'm thinking bony enlargements. Like what type of bony enlargements? 
would you have uh-huh. to categorise a horse's special needs and, and how would bony enlargements affect them? We've had horses, uh, because as they're getting older and they've had a lot of concussion, we've had horses with dramatic ring bone and side bone, yeah. which is, yeah, down down above the hoof, um, just kind of around the pastern and these have been things that actually left them completely lame, mm. but we've had really good success bringing them along. We've got some horses rideable again. So our goal is to reduce concussion because uh-huh. that's what probably caused it in the first place. We use we use feed and topicals and red light therapy to yeah. set the enlargement. It's never going to go away, but you can set it so that it becomes, so there's no pain in it. It no mm-hmm. longer causes the pain. We make a comfrey root decoction, boiling uh, the comfrey root in water, and we apply it topically uh, many times daily. And then we're keeping them barefoot to help reduce the concussion. And you can put padded, you know, inserts in hoof boots, things like that. We found it very effective to feed apple cider vinegar to these horses because it's helped in that that process of setting setting the bone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then they're even stronger. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now, And then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine. Maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Okay, now now sort of going from bony to soft tissue, what about tendon and ligaments? You know, what sort of things and how does it affect them and how can you make them more comfortable? It's really important to use external support when you've got like tendon or ligament damage in the leg. We had a mare who tore tendons. Uh, she didn't make it, but we worked with her for a very long period of time and kept her comfortable. And I'll take the polo wrap and I'll run it down the back of the tendon so that, you know, you're protecting, so you won't bow the tendon. And then do the little loop under the sesamoids and do a whole support wrap all the way up. And she mm-hmm. would wear those day and night. I would just redo them. And that kind of a leg wrap, kind of a bandage, reduces the stress on the damaged tissue. So it kind of takes the place of it and helps them. And we use a lot of water therapy on tendons. Mm-hmm. What we can okay. do, what we can do here, yeah, is cold hosing just on them. But um, cold salt water poultices are good um, underneath the wrap, and if you can walk them in the surf or in a cold stream, you know, with sandy footing, that's really good. You just want to you want to keep them out of deep or muddy footing because that pulls on the tendons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, what about back problems for humans? But horses get back problems, so spinal issues, that sort of thing. They sure do, and yeah, and and a lot of that's not recognised too. So obviously, you know, you had said before about getting the professionals in, getting mm-hmm. it um, so the horse is diagnosed. Yeah. But um, yeah, tell us about what we can do to make them more comfortable for spinal issues. What we have to think of with the spine is that it's like a bridge, and the 
kind of the longer the horse is coupled, the longer the spine is, the weaker it is, the shorter coupled, you know, the stronger it is. And consider all of that when we ride them and do things with them. But we have found that walking huge circles on gently sloping ground helps the spine. Um, It has to be done equally in both directions, of course. But just walking on that giant circle. And I like to provide them a, a deep, soft place to roll because the rolling encourages them to kind of self-adjust. Yep. But yep. you got to yep. keep it, yeah, keep it from getting depressions because they'll kind of get stuck in that, and then that doesn't help. Okay. And okay. We we found tail pulling is really helpful. It's now it doesn't mean grabbing the tail and pulling, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. you hold the tail, lean back a little bit, and hold it in that same plane as the spine, and then let the horse pull forward, pull on mm-hmm. you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you can actually do, they will do their own sort of adjustment, and that that helps them. We found things that nourish the spine, uh, like dolomite and diatomaceous earth, because those help a lot. It adds the silica, and the dolomite is the um, calcium and magnesium yep. supplement that, that doesn't come from an animal source. Bone meal is a scary thing for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about heaves? You know, have you got any horses with heaves? Because they'd have to be special needs. They sure are. And mm. we have had in the past. Um, and, and maybe, uh, sorry, Catherine, maybe explain mm-hmm. a little bit about heaves because, um, okay. you know, people might be wondering. What happens with heaves is that the the elasticity of the lungs is compromised. And it can happen for a lot of reasons. Um, but the main thing that you do is you have to keep fresh air. Mm-hmm. available for the horse. A horse with heaves, the worst thing you can do is close them in a box stall with, you know, ammonia fumes yep. and expect them, you know, to get better. They can't. Um, you just don't want dust. Uh, dust is really irritating to the lungs, to the tissues. And exercise, because the lungs need to exercise so that they can try to get that elasticity back. Um, it's just what the horse can tolerate. And a lot of times it's just walking. Uh-huh. But okay. one of the things we we find so healing for the lungs, whether it's like a, a chronic problem like the heaves or we have a, a lung infection or we have a cough in the horse, is linseed jelly, flaxseed okay. jelly. Yep. yep. And you know, cooking, cooking that messy stuff and um, don't let it boil over. Um, yes, make a mess, doesn't it? Because <laughs> you can't clean it up. But we do that and we'll feed it daily. We'll make um, small amounts and then like... Uh, split it in half and feed one day, put that in the fridge for the next day so it's fresh for them. But by doing that and putting it in like a wheat bran mash, it gets the the lung health to improve. We'll do like uh, essential oil of eucalyptus. We'll put it in a few drops in a spray bottle of water, spray the walls and the feeders around the horse and spray the horse's chest. It just helps to, to open it up. And magnesium is an amazing supplement. You can dose magnesium to bowel tolerance okay. so that their bowels, bowels start to get loose, you back off. But magnesium um, can help actually cure asthma in certain cases. And heaves is, is not the exact same, but it's kind of similar, and magnesium yep. helps. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Now, what about just the, the metabolic disorders? You know, how can they be affected? Mm. How, how are they special yeah. needs, and what can we do? We end up with that a lot too. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, a, it's associated with an imbalance in the glands, that's the endocrine system, or in the organs, you know, liver, et cetera. It's, it's, um, they can have many different original causes, but 
inevitably you want to help all of it in the same way. The the horse's organs, they, they hang from the spine, unlike our organs that kind of stack on top of each other. Mm. And ex- exercise is vital to move the lymph in the endocrine system and to stimulate all the organs, even more so than for us because of that that difference in that stacking or hanging of organs thing. And the diet has to be addressed. Um, you want to be supporting in the most simple way. Um, you feed the glands and the organs a non-toxic diet. You got to have clean grass and haze. And one of the things that happens too, once again, is this whole thing with the, the chemicals, the vaccines and the uh, pharmaceuticals. And when I say chemicals, I know everything's a chemical, but um, we're talking about things that are synthesized or extracted without the um, kind of unknown factors that prevent, that herbs have that prevent the side effects. What happens is as we chemically inundate the body, it begins to break down in certain areas. And if that's going on and the glands are trying to cleanse it, because that's where the lymph uh, goes into little tiny like capillaries and, and we work the glands, work all of the toxins out. If we're overloading that system, we begin to have lots of problems with the thyroid, with the parathyroid, with the pituitary and the pineal glands. They're they're working too hard. They're having trouble. And the cleaner we can make the environment, the cleaner we can make the foods that they get, the better it is for the metabolic course. And we find that things like, you know, sugars and animal fats and things are really bad for them. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, head injuries. You know, how common is head injuries? How? Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about what happens and, and how the horse is affected, but what you can do to make them again more comfortable. To help them. It's like we have a mare that came down from Colorado and she had been kicked in the head. You can even see wow. the skull fracture. You can see the, the hoof print, mm. but it was on the left side of her head, so her left eye was greatly compromised. But she's pulled through it, and horses can uh, hit their heads on the trailer. That's why, oh my goodness, head bumpers are important um, when you're traveling with a horse, just so you can cushion that a bit if it does yeah. happen. Yep. Yeah. And you know, the horse, the horse maybe have cognitive issues or hearing impairment, eyesight troubles, like you know our Clementine does. They can even have neurological issues. You've got to to kind of watch. Those can present intermittently. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful around a horse that has had a head injury. You get the professionals in. You don't want to try to support that horse while you're walking because he could bump you or fall on you, you know, if he's severely dysfunctional. He may toss his head, um, have the, the reactions to dust or insects uh, where he overreacts and throws his head. Um, and have trouble with bright lights. So we use the uh, made-for-riding style fly mask that they can see through easily, and we can see their eyes, but it, it keeps a little shade, keeps the dust out, keeps the flies off. Um, we find sometimes that you, you want to pad the halter with fleece so it, it's it's easier. They can be super sensitive if they've had a head injury, and we've helped them a lot um, with b- vitamin B6. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. With with the herb go to cola, it it works for brain injuries. I have a a human friend who had a a severe head injury in a drag racing motorcycle accident, and he took yeah he took the go to cola and healed quicker than anyone expected. So there's a lot of nourishment that's available to to help these things. But 
the best thing with head injuries, if you can, is to prevent them. Yes, yes, obviously. Yep, yep. Uh, Catherine, we might have to get a list of some of these because um, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of information in here for people. Now, what about impaired digestion? That's a big thing with horses, isn't it? Because yeah. they have such a complex uh, digestive system and they can't vomit, and um, because they That's they right. don't have the, yeah they don't yeah. have the uh, gallbladder, so the liver excretes the bile directly into the stomach. We've yeah. got to try to work and feed them in the most natural way. But with impaired digestion, the horse might present with like chronic diarrhea, be always constipated or have an ulcer. Those are like the common problems. And yeah, each disorder is actually treated differently. Day-to-day care and handling, though, can can be a preventative nature with a, a natural diet and low stress in the environment. Water is a huge factor, keeping it fresh and always available, cool in the summer and warmed in the winter, you know, to encourage the drinking. That helps digestion. Access to minerals. We use the Himalayan salt um, because we love all the minerals that are in it. Exercise is the key to gut motility and stability. And it's because of the horse's origin as a browser, yes, you know, on the yes, move, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We like to have like a... A deep sand or a shaving area helps the horse to lie down. Mm-hmm. If the horse is, because that helps if, if they can rest and keep themselves uh, in sort of a natural way. But if they, they like to roll, here's the thing. If, if they shake after they roll, they're likely okay. They get up and shake. But if the horse lies down and rolls, looks at his tummy, gets up and down, is sweaty, he may be colicking. Yeah, okay. And if he, you know, if he lives on a sandy soil, we like to, we did this Today, we float a bag with uh, a handful of the poop in water in a mm-hmm. big clear plastic bag, and yeah. we hang it on the fence, and as it settles, look for sand that might settle to the bottom. Man, I'm going to tell everybody, if you see sand, immediately feed psyllium in sloppy yeah. wheat bran mashes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, yes, definitely. You know, it's, it's on my mind today. And yeah, do any change yeah. in feed slowly. Um we feed fresh parsley for digestion. We feed magnesium for constipation, slippery elm bark for the diarrhea, and aloe gel for ulcers. And if we if we think in this way and we tone the digestive tract and we keep the horses moving, then even if they have a problem, we can kind of maintain their health through it and hopefully heal it in the long run. Mm-hmm. Now, Catherine, you've gone through so much. You, you've given us so much knowledge, and I'm sort of thinking, oh, we need a list, but I suppose we just need to listen to you again and again. Just, just <laughs> yeah. go over the, um, you know, because I think this is one of the ones that if people have got horses with special needs, they will need to go back. Um, but yeah. go through the, um, you know, you had sort of breezed over testing for sand, but just go over that again because people, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a good skill, just good knowledge for people to have, particularly if they're on sandy soil um, because horses, you know, they eat to the ground and especially if they're like a good doer, they'll pull out the grass and eat the roots and the roots have got sand all over them and, um, you know, yeah, 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 little ponies, you know, we um, we had a pony Ah. a little while ago and she would just, no matter where you put her, she was always overweight and then no matter Mm -hmm. where you put her, she would just, pull out the grass, eat the roots, <laughs> you know. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. So if you can if you can go again and say how to test and, um, you know, what to do about it. 
this happened, uh, we're real clear on our mind because uh, we had to euthanize a mare this morning from sand colic that caused her to twist mm. her intestine. She came to us, she's a rescue, and we didn't know she was full of sand. Mm-hmm. And what we did as she was in her colic this morning was I took some of, she was passing diarrhea, which you think, oh, she's too loose. Well, she was passing diarrhea to try to get the sand out. And when another bit of poo came through, I was able to capture it with a clear plastic bag, Mm -hmm. pour water on it to, you know, squish it all up and then tie it on the fence to sit there. Well, the sand that collected on the bottom was black, completely different than wow. the sand in our area. So mm. she had come with the sand in her, and mm. for, it's been there for a year. Yeah. As soon as we saw that, we knew the trouble we were in, and I had the comprehension to be checking her this way. I just didn't realize it. I could have maybe prevented it with feeding the psyllium. We do feed bran mashes with the linseed meal, but the psyllium was what she needed, and she, of course, she did pass over. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do this, we're going to go out and do all of the horses tomorrow, even though they're they're not exhibiting anything. But we live in the sand. We live in the high desert in New yes. Mexico. Yes. So we're going to take our plastic bags and our Sharpie, and we're going to get everybody's poop, and we're going to write their name on it, and we're going to put water in, we're going to make it squishy, leave it, let it sit for an hour, and look to see if there's sand in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Anyone that has it, they're going to get psyllium, bran mashes immediately, and we'll do that psyllium for five days. Yep. And, yeah, it's it's a wake-up call for us. And, mm. you know, we're, we're rescue. Sometimes we get horses we don't know what's happened in their lives. That's right. And it's probably a good thing for people to, um, to do for their own horses too. And, you know, even if yes. they've had their horse for a year, it may have come from a sandy country or it uh, – yeah, I think the exactly. first time I came about yeah. it, my horse just wasn't putting on weight, and that's what the problem was. As soon as that was, oh sorted, my. As soon as that was sorted, he was, you know, just a big fat roly poly horse. But uh, yeah, certainly, certainly <laughs> a good to do. Yeah. Yes. All right. So again, Catherine, thank you. You've lots of information. You know, I think your whole philosophy, the whole Dharma horse, you really know how to care for special needs horses. But um, there's just a lot of knowledge here. You know, we've sort of gone over before about feeding naturally and everything. So if people like to contact you, Dharma Horse on Facebook, I mean, your details are going to be on Horse Chats anyway. So just go to Horse Chats and um, search for Dharma Horse or search for Catherine K- with an A, K A T H A R I N E, and you'll find Catherine. But um, tell us a little bit about how to contact you first. The best way to find out about us and to get in touch is through the website, which is dharmahorse.org, mm-hmm. and it'll have everything. and as we go, we're getting more and more information on there. We'll get a bunch of my articles, my old articles up so that, you know, we can help as many horses as possible. Perfect. All right. And we hope to see you again next month and um, you can give us some more information that way as well. So thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 